Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to How to Cope. Every episode, writer Becky Howard, that's me, and my friend psychotherapist Lucy Clyde will be talking about how we can look after our mental health during the coronavirus crisis and beyond. Because whatever type of pandemic you're having, it's hard on all of us. So let's try and get through it the best way we can by talking. This week, we're talking about resilience and why it's not all it's cracked up to be. how bad things are okay tell me oh tell me tell me tell me i've just watched the worst film ever what did you watch? and i didn't stop watching it i watched it to the bitter (laughs) end well done what what was it Uh, i don't want to like well yeah it's a really terrible film on netflix name and shame or not it's called i don't even remember what it was called because it was that bad but it's got melissa mccarthy in it who usually is pretty good value yeah yeah um so just to put this into context, I don't normally just sit around watching films. I was trying to give myself a few hours off and mm-hmm. and after a, a troubling, difficult week and think, mm-hmm. all right, I'll watch a nice, fluffy comedy film. Mm-hmm. And I just chose wrong. I just chose okay. poorly. And such is my lack of get up and go. I I I let it play out. And it was so bad. It wasn't funny. It was no. all over the place. It wasn't no. so bad. It was good. It wasn't like a sort of... <laughs> least, least, even the montages were crap. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't even a kind of good montage with a kind of cheesy 80s or 90s pop track over the top oh, that I could man. enjoy. I'm so sorry. Mm. So do you feel... Is this... I mean, are we talk, where are we? I'm, I'm concerned now, Becky. Are we talking that mm. you might concerned you might be nearing rock bottom is this <laughs> is that rock bottom it's really, it looks different for everyone I'm just oh, it does. I just need to know where <laughs> I think you know it's different for everybody so I just I just want to check in with you and see see where you are in relation to your rock bottom it's not been the best week I'll be okay. I'll be honest with you and it it really hasn't it's it's just whew, I know I'm not the only one here but this is dragging and this is feeling like such a test of of my mental health capacity Mm. emotion whatever you want to call it Mm. it feels like such a test this time in a very different way um and I know we've said that already 
but it's it's very true isn't it well but the longer it goes on the harder it gets and actually now that you mention your um <laughs> what a your, bottom moment your, your moment you're going to, your moment of utter torpor uh <laughs> really <laughs> and just that sort of that that no you just can't ignore the fact that you're losing the will there can you uh i actually i i something happened uh uh recently where i uh i could no longer tolerate the fact that i was standing near somebody whose mask was under their nose whose face covering was on their nose and I don't normally say anything and I normally keep quiet. At most, I'll shoot a filthy look, but really that's pushing it. And I said, I made eye contact and I said, Ooh. it's meant to go over your nose. And then what happened? Well, I got the dirtiest look imaginable. Ooh. But then I turned and left. I was <laughs> in a post office. You um, showed them, Lucy. Oh, I know. But and as I walked out of the door... You know, with my indignation evaporating rapidly <laughs> <laughs> and feeling and beginning to feel quite bad about myself, uh, I kind of thought, so that's where I am in this pandemic. I'm at that point, you know. The, You're at that I point. Kind of, I'm at that point in the pandemic where I'm, I'm telling, I'm going, it goes over your nose in the most uh, cold vocal tones imaginable. So yeah, I, you know, it's not easy, is it? It's really not easy. And I think I think what we wanted to explore today Mm. uh, is is a very topical sort of buzzword that's been used a lot. Um, And it's actually, you know, people are talking about feeling like they don't have much of it right now, Mm. which is resilience. Resilience, And it's very particular sort of, um, I don't know, mental state to feel resilient, isn't it? To, to, you know, it's not an emotion as such, I don't think, but it's more an approach. Um, And it's definitely one that I feel is in short supply pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I'd go along with that. I struggle with the word resilience because it's become such a buzzword and I feel that sometimes it's used in quite a blaming capacity. So it's used to sort of shove things back onto other people. So overworked, (laughs) zumba your way into resilience. (laughs) (laughs) Zumba your way. (laughs) I mean, never thought that one. More exercise. You know, put down the bottle of wine. Build your resilience. And actually, I think the problem with the way it has has been used or or is is chucked around nowadays is that. you know, it's a very top line word and, and it can be used to imply, to, to shove the responsibility for your well-being back onto the suffering individual. And, you know, while claiming that, you know, workloads are tolerable and all of this kind of stuff. But and you would feel better only if you had more resilience. Exactly. Struggling GP, overworked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just take resilience twice Build a day. Your- Yes, go on some resilience training. Oh, right, sure. So, you know, there's it, it, it's a tricky word, but that aside, it does refer to something very real, which is our capacity to tolerate and withstand and bear um, ups and downs and to hold on to the idea that this will pass and that I can cope with it and I won't break. So that's the idea I wanted mm-hmm. to sort of talk about right now, which is, I think, in terms of the pandemic, and resilience is that we've all been talking about it as a way of like 
shouldering and getting through all this the, all the various permutations of this mm. all the shit that that covid has wreaked yeah all the multiple ways it's it's impacted everybody and it's obviously massively variable and massively changeable depending on everything who you are where you live what you do for a living but what seems to me is at the moment it's it's harder to grasp that feeling that you can weather this and I think for a lot of people this second lockdown has felt it just can't you know it's hard to get through the day sometimes and Mm -hmm. it's hard to kind of feel that you're not on this awful treadmill so that chips away it feels like any for whatever resilience means for you Mm. um as a as an individual it's just taking a hammering no, it really is. And I think it's that, that sort of feeling that um, I think, you know, one of the ways it feels to me sometimes is though something is just out of reach. It's just at my fingers. Mm. And as soon as I feel I'm going to hit it or touch it or grasp it, it eludes me once again. You know, this kind of I, and by that, I mean the sort of the idea that things will change and, you know, everything will get better and we'll get out of this and we'll emerge into a recognizable place you know and I, I noticed that it's sort of there are some days it almost feels within reach and then others where I just feel like god that slid away again mm. from my fingertips and I think I think that's a really hard thing to live with on an ongoing basis because we just we, we need a concept of an end point yeah we really, really do. And we haven't got it. There are no. obviously glimmers of hope, yeah. but it's it's still, it's not concrete. It's, very, it's still very abstract, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so with this idea of, you know, we're all, you know, many of us are, are not feeling resilient right now. And I like that idea you had of it being quite a blaming word. So, mm. you know, if we're not feeling resilient, somehow it's our fault yeah. um, for not doing enough Zumba or meditation <laughs> or... or <laughs> whatever whatever is meant to give us this magical resilience um and what effect can that have then if we're if we're kind of saying oh well shit it's my fault I'm so weak bloody worse doesn't it I mean that's the thing is honestly most people I mean there's only so much that people can do for themselves and I mean I tend to I tend to think that most people are doing the best they possibly can for themselves at any given time, given what's available to them. And Mm. there's no amount of meditation apps. They help a bit. I mean, there's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. But I think the problem is we hit a point where it stops working if Mm. things are not going very well. And, you know, if we think about the word resilience in the way that people in mental health professions use it, so not in a buzzwordy way, but in a kind of, you know, what... When a mental health professional says, when, when someone like me, when a therapist says, you know, resilience, what, what do we actually mean? Yeah. And it's, it's, it refers to a number of things. And, but one of the very, very big parts of resilience is it refers to our environment. So the way that we, if we think of, if we transpose the word, if we take the word resilience and just put cope in there. Right, coping, yeah actually in order to cope adequately with with what we have to do with all the ups and downs of life our environment needs to support us where where is that missing when it comes to our current setup well the big one i think is about is is relationships i think it's supportive relationships i think if you're cut yeah. off from your supportive relationships and i think one of the things that has really shown is that we have our supportive relationships in places we might not have really um, realized realized or noticed so things like oh just 
chit chat at work idle yeah. crappy blah 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 you know what people call water cooler chit chat actually mm. serves a very very real purpose things like a change of scene so leaving the house to go to work that's mm. a big thing um mm. things looking familiar so giving you a sense of safety because everything actually looks it's more or less where you left it yesterday mm. so you know and the environment still feels unfamiliar you know if you go out there's people wearing face coverings the streets are way emptier than they were the shops that you might have wanted to go into or services you might have wanted to use are shut you know big chunks of your regular everyday life and are, are, have been removed and so you know we don't have those little environmental markers that show us safety predictability reliability and give us that feeling of resilience and give us and help and contribute to that feeling of resilience i mean i think the resilience in and of itself sort of refers to the the uh, relationship um between kind of how how okay you feel inside and your external environment so it's a kind of you can think of it as a uh, as as a, a sort of self-feeding loop Mm. so my environment looks okay I feel okay I don't feel so okay but my environment looks okay so now I'm feeling okay or my environment feels okay so I yeah. feel a bit better now so it's just it's, it's kind of this this constant as we talk I'm making a you're doing a nice emotion. figure of eight it's very it's hypnotic oh I've stopped being now? able <laughs> What's going on, Lucy? Where am I? Feeling very sleepy. Give me all your money. Uh, (laughs) No, it's basically that. It's the relationship between uh, how we experience ourselves and how we experience the outside world and how those two things interact. So when the outside world is really freaky and scary, um, our experience of ourselves becomes much shakier and our capacity to cope uh, becomes reduced. And I think one of the big ways in which that has been um, uh, uh, sort of shattered a bit more in this lockdown, mm. um, as opposed to um, the first lockdown, the original and still the best, um, <laughs> was the, um, the ability we all had to see people out of doors. Yes, um, yes. remember there was yeah, there was God. quite a lot of sitting outside people's houses on yeah. a you know people bring their portable chairs yeah. and sit at a great distance from yeah. each other and just catch up and obviously mm. it wasn't every day um, mm. by any means but it was fairly regular for me and for, for many many people um, became a bit of a thing didn't it sort of it around did. the country and because of the season because yeah. of where we are now that's not there and I think not having that ability for me to check in properly with people yeah. seeing people even if it is just you know shouting at them across a 50 foot gap <laughs> has <laughs> um means that i i feel a bit more un, unmoored i do feel a bit unmoored in what you know how my kind of inner kind of ability to get through yeah and you know the thing is that's that makes so much sense and it to me it makes a huge amount of sense and I think quite a lot of people kind of have this idea that we should be fine you know we should be fine without each other we should be fine we should be able to power through uh and and that's not a very kind of um realistic or helpful way of thinking about this because if you think about how 
we conceptualize ourselves, right? The one of the ways that we get to know ourselves and understand ourselves is by other people's responses to us. You know, mm. we are innately relational. And so, for example, you know, <laughs> you know, if you've crossed a line by the look on somebody's face. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that tells you. Oh, I'm <laughs> I won't make that joke again. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe step away. And Mm. yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. That didn't go down too well, did it? Oopsie. Or the the horrible moment in job interviews when you you hear yourself running off at the mouth of the panel. Stop talking. Stop talking. What the hell are you on about? Stop talking right now. (laughs) That's what Mm. we know. But we might not know um, that about ourselves without the external feedback from other people and so on a sort of a rolling and that's not a fixed point you know we don't kind of go right well I've had enough feedback external feedback from other people I'm now a complete human being and I'm all done you know we need it constantly or not constantly but you know very very regularly we need to know you know we're funny because we make somebody laugh or somebody likes us because they, they they smile or that you know we've pissed them off because they scowl I mean that is a big part of how it how we know who we are where we are everything it's a big part of how we orientate ourselves and it is guess what a big part of our resilience yeah because it's a big part of our sense of self and also I'm just calling back to that idea that you put of um resilience being quite a blaming word yes I've kind of I think as we speak, I'm kind of realising that uh, when I say the word resilient and when I think about the concept of resilience, I naturally equate it with a strength. So therefore, if I'm not feeling resilient or if we're talking about people lacking resilience, there's an immediate kind of correlation with it's a weakness. Yeah. So having a bad week and feeling like you're lacking resilience is feeling weak and that's bad. Yeah. And then we go down right into that spiral. Yeah, feeling like Bye. about yourself. Bye. <laughs> Do come back sometimes. I'll send you a postcard. Yeah, no, but check in with a friend. My God, don't <laughs> think too far, too fast. But no, I mean it's true that, and I think that's inevitable. I think, I think you know, we're all we're all going to sink a bit. But it is true that you know, I think resilience was coined as a word that sort of implied a degree of pliancy and flexibility, and therefore you know, movement within our, our moods, but has actually been, co-op, you know, so it sort of was meant to not have that inference of weakness, but actually it has absolutely become about that. And I think, you know, uh, what, what, again, to, to go back to what mental health professionals talk about with, with this stuff is we're, we're fond of talking about the window of tolerance. And the window of tolerance is, I think, now what people are referring to as bandwidth. So it's a, a space in ourselves where our experience feels tolerable. And if you go below the bottom of your window of tolerance, you're collapsing and feeling awful and wretched. And, you know, and if you go. So is that an alternative way of describing yeah. resilience? A yeah, kind of yeah. as, a, as a window of tolerance. A window of tolerance. So if your window of tolerance is quite narrow, if you can't mm. really deal with very much, you know, our windows of tolerance expand and contract according to what's going on in our lives and where we feel ourselves to be. So when we're under stress or very, very tired or ill, our window of tolerance becomes increasingly smaller and smaller and smaller until the mm. tiny things become absolutely impossible. And we're either weeping in a corner or exploding with rage. And yeah. the idea of a window of tolerance is that we we are able to keep our feelings, you know, within that window so we don't collapse and we don't retaliate. We kind of, we move comfortably 
through the ups and through the downs, but without sort of explosion and disaster or total. Why do you think that's a more helpful way of thinking about it than saying you're feeling resilient or you're not feeling resilient? Because it acknowledges that the window expands and contracts according to external forces sometimes and Mm. that there is a window and that, you know, that we move around within it. So I think, you know, one of the problems with the resilience is it's become conflated with a sort of general round sense of positivity that it's become Mm. a can-do attitude. And actually, do you know what? No, no, we can't. We can't hold that all the time. We'll have days when we feel pretty can do and days when we just don't. And the idea of a window of tolerance is it's a space. It's a kind of it gives us, time, you know, wriggle room for ups and downs. I think my window of tolerance has been very small this week. Yeah. It's been like a, a very small porthole. Yes. Maybe not even a porthole. Yeah. Maybe it's been like a basement flat. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Not to mention your quality control, which I have to say has clearly slipped terribly. My quality control. With your choice of movies. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm referring to, is that maybe one of the things that, you know, (laughs) a narrow window of tolerance looks for you, maybe that's one of the reasons that's your quality control goes out the window. Poor really choices for movie choices but maybe that's where you need to be maybe that movie needs to be as bad as you feel right now and it's just affirming your reality in its terribleness so the the sense of you know so your environment isn't too dissonant for you what you see is as bad as how you feel there you go I I love I think you're actually apportioning way too much um (laughs) intelligence onto a very like pathetic like fluffy and ridiculous movie no, but, but it's your choice of it. It's your choice yeah. of it. But I mean, your I decision doing? to stay with it. I don't know. I'm anyway, and also, I like, I'll tell you why I like the term window of tolerance. Yeah. It sounds like one of those science fiction fantasy novels oh. that my husband reads. <laughs> Does it? But Scott, he, oh, he, as long as it's got a, a made up map at the front of the book about a made up um, world, uh-huh. um, yeah, he's probably got it. But okay, so all right. So if we're thinking about it from from that perspective, as as rather than telling ourselves we're crap because we're not resilient enough to kind of power through, mm-hmm. and instead reframing it like a, a window tolerance, do you think? Do you think does that give us a slightly healthier approach to you know when when it does feel when it does feel like we're not having the greatest time with well, everything? Hopefully, it gives us permission to lower our expectations of ourselves. I mean, that's that's the thing, isn't it, is that if we understand, if we're able to understand that our inner state of mind is in part, quite a large part, contingent on our external environment being okay, Mm. then we can go, right, so the external environment isn't really working very well for quite a lot of us right now. So we probably won't feel great. And I think once we know that, once we know that we're not at our best, then that gives us a starting point right that gives us information that we can then use okay so right given the other day that I was having the kind of day I was at the point in my pandemic trajectory where I was telling somebody that their face covering went over their nose yes. you know and then <laughs> and they didn't punch you in the face so that was they good anyway didn't punch me in the face but you know this is uh, the, you know this is Britain so we just give each other filthy looks and it's worth <laughs> worse <laughs> We are the absolute queens of passive aggressive. It is utterly eviscerating to be on the receiving end of those. It really is. It's just the worst. It's you know death of a thousand cuts that one. But you know and and um, but I think once I knew that about myself, then I was going. I, I was 
slightly caught up with myself a bit ago okay this Mm. is this is this is where I am this is the kind of day I'm having oh I just need to watch it a bit I Mm. just need to watch it a bit because I'm not at my best so I just need to just be a little bit careful and be mindful that you know I'm just not not at my Mm. best and maybe bite my tongue or just have a little bit of a think about what I'm saying or how I'm doing things or just you know make sure I have an early night or something you know there was just it was just extra it was just an extra dollop of information which I was able to use and I think if we can think about it like that you know that we're not that the environment's horrible and that therefore we're not feeling very good it's not our fault it's just that it's an inevitable result of the interaction between a really suboptimal environment and ourselves as people I think there's I think you had a really key phrase in there which is is not our fault um which is really important isn't it and actually Mm. sometimes it's quite hard to remember um that if we are feeling a bit fragile it is not our fault um yeah it's really 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 not it's really not it's really not it would be honestly right now weird if you weren't impacted by this in some way that was leaving you feeling a little bit of a stranger to yourself some days. Mm, thank that you, That would Lucy. be weird. Oh, you're, it's true, though. And it? on that note, mm. um, I'm going to have to go and, and have some really <laughs> big thinking about my Netflix choices, and I don't know how to... And I'm going to have to work out a way, some kind of quality control <laughs> issue <laughs> to make sure I don't fritter away an hour and 40 minutes of my life again. Because I'd rather, I mean, I'm all up for watching escapist, you know, inconsequential fluffy movies. Mm. I love that. Yes, But that was just offensively (laughs) shit. I'm so angry. (laughs) You're so angry you're cross with yourself. But look, Becky, it's not your fault. It's not not my fault. fault. It's not your fault. You're having a crappy day and a crappy time and you're not alone. You know, we, everybody is and we're all doing things that we don't might not have stupid new lows new lows (laughs) that's the next topic what new lows have we all all traversed this week (laughs) share your new lows with us yeah yeah (laughs) all right thanks again all right right, becky take care see you soon bye thanks for listening to how to cope with becky howard and lucy clyde If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave a review, like and subscribe. It makes a huge difference and we really appreciate it. The music is Cold Funk by Kevin MacLeod and used under a Creative Commons licence. You can follow us on Twitter too at cope underscore podcast. Thanks again and check in soon for the next episode of How to Cope.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.